Virginia just stopped using touchscreen computer voting because it's so vulnerable. We need to look at all the voting machines. Every secretary of state needs to be, you know, assisted in making sure that they are not being uh, hacked and and attacked. I continue to think that our voting machines are too vulnerable. Her researchers have repeatedly demonstrated that ballot recording machines and other voting systems are susceptible to tempering. Even hackers with limited prior knowledge, tools, and resources are able to breach voting machines in a matter of minutes. In 2018, electronic voting machines in Georgia and Texas deleted votes for certain candidates or switch votes from one candidate to another. The biggest seller of voting machines is doing something that violates cybersecurity 101, directing that you install remote access software, which would make a machine like that, you know, a magnet for fraudsters and hackers. These voting machines can be hacked quite easily. You could easily hack into them. It makes it seem like all these states are doing different things, but in fact, three companies are controlling this. It is the individual voting machines that some pose that pose some of the greatest risk. There are a lot of states that are dealing with antiquated machines. Right? Which are vulnerable to being hacked. Workers were able to easily hack into an electronic voting machine. It was possible to switch votes. 43% of American voters use voting machines that researchers have found have serious security flaws including back doors. We know how vulnerable now our systems were. We know, I know the hackathon that took place last year where virtually every machine was broken into fairly quickly. I actually held a demonstration for my colleagues here at the Capitol um, where we brought in um, folks who, before our eyes, hacked election machines, um, those that are not, those that are being used in many states. Aging systems also frequently rely on unsupported software like Windows XP in 2000, which may not receive regular security patches and are thus more vulnerable to the latest methods of cyber attack. In a close presidential election, they just need to hack one swing state, or maybe one or two, or maybe just a few counties in one swing state. I'm very concerned that you could have a hack that finally went through. You have 21 states that were hacked into. They didn't find out about it for a year. Right now, we have over a dozen dozen states that either don't have any backup paper ballots or only have them partially. You think that our adversaries don't know what those states are? Of course they know what those states are. And if we have a close election in the general election in a presidential race and one state's outstanding and their ballot boxes get hacked into, their elections get hacked into, we will have absolutely no backup. Stalin was unconcerned about the vote. After all, he explained, he said that who voted was completely unimportant. What was extraordinarily important, in his words, was who would count the votes and how. It is time to put politics aside and come together to secure the future of our election. So whether you're a four-star general, a fourth-grade teacher, or a computer engineer at Foursquare, this is an issue that unites us. In at least 40 states, elections are carried out using machines that are at least a decade old. And like any technology, they're susceptible to increasing failure with age. Some state officials have had to turn to eBay to find critical components like dot matrix printers, decades-old storage devices, and analog modems. 
Aging systems also frequently rely on unsupported software, like Windows XP and 2000, which may not receive regular security patches and are thus more vulnerable to the latest methods of cyber attack. In 2016, state election websites in Illinois and Arizona were hacked by intruders who installed ma malware and downloaded sensitive voter information. It is worth fighting for integrity in our election system, which means that they are free from interference by a hostile or an unfriendly nation. Let's put the resources into upgrading the state's elections systems. Because what we know is this, there are a lot of states that are dealing with antiquated machines, right? Which are vulnerable to being hacked. I sit on the Senate Intelligence Committee and Senate Homeland Security Committee. And we receive all kinds of information about the vulnerabilities to our national security. We are vulnerable in terms of foreign interference with our elections. It's my understanding that some of the election system vendors have required states to sign agreements uh, that prevent or inhibit independent uh, security testing. There's a saying that I'm sure many of you have heard, which is, the, you know, the difference between being hacked and not being hacked is knowing you've been hacked. <laughs> And they are still looking for ways to steal information about voter registration, for example. There are some tech experts in Silicon Valley, Valley with whom I have met who say that you know, maybe what they'll do this next time is to really disrupt the actual election. Shut down the servers that you send results to. Uh, interfere with the operation of voting machines because still too many of them are linked to the internet. So there, we are still very vulnerable. I mean, I can tell you in Virginia when I was governor, I had to replace all the machines because I remember when I first voted, when I went to Richmond, moved down as governor, I remember I kept voting in the Senate race, kept voting for the Democrat, Republican name kept coming up. Three times that happened. What do you mean kept coming up? So, I, you know, we had the touch screens. I was voting for Mark Warner, our senator. And Ed Gillespie's name would light up. Happened to me three times. Finally, the fourth time, Mark's name, and I quickly hit vote, and I got out of there. You know, all the cameras are looking at me like, this guy doesn't know how to vote. I mean, what's going on? So then I had an investigation done, and listen to this. I brought in some technology experts. They were able to hack into our machines from off-site in about five or six minutes, and yeah. within four minutes, they were able to change a vote. I decertified all the machines. Now in Virginia, we have paper ballots. 43% of American voters use voting machines that researchers have found have serious security flaws, including back doors. These companies are accountable to no one. They won't answer basic questions about their cybersecurity practices, and the biggest companies won't answer any questions at all. Five states have no paper trail, and that means there is no way to prove the numbers the voting machines put out are legitimate. So much for Cybersecurity 101. The vast majority of 10,000 election jurisdictions nationwide use election management systems that run on old software that is soon going to be out of date and ripe for exploitation by hackers according to an exhaustive analysis by the Associated Press. Pennsylvania 
Wisconsin, Michigan, Florida, Iowa, Indiana, Arizona, and North Carolina, among others, are all at risk. Even the state of Georgia, which just passed legislation to buy new voting machines, is on track to buy equipment that suffers from this significant cybersecurity weakness. Let's say the election is decided by a small percentage. And people in America don't think that the election was fair. The effect that would have on our 200-year experiment in self-governance, our democratic system would take a real hit. Our elections weren't secure last week, and they sure as heck aren't secure this week. And anybody who says otherwise is either selling you voting machines or simply has a malicious intent towards our elections. At one point in the Intelligence Committee, both sides seemed to agree that no votes were changed in the 2016 election. And I said, um, the experts I talked to say that until you have a forensic analysis of a vote, until you go in there and scrub the whole system, you can't really say that. So they're giving these voting machines specifically the hack into how successful were they? Uh, well, the, the ongoing record was uh, they hacked within 90 minutes of uh, being, uh, being in the same space as the voting machines. Now, these are not hackers that are actually touching the machines. They're doing this from across the room uh, on, uh, on Internet-like connections. But what it demonstrated, Pedro, is that the machines that we count on to make the basic connection between the American voter and the election results are vulnerable if they're in any way connected to the Internet. And so when you say hacked, what were they able to do once they gained access to the machines? Oh, all sorts of things. They could uh, manipulate uh, the outcome of the vote. They could manipulate the tally. Uh, they could delete the tally. Um, and, and they could compromise the vote in any number of ways. Just, it was limited only by the hacker's creativity. Just how vulnerable the machines were. I mean, what we found is that these machines were purchased by uh, local voting uh, authorities, uh, state and local voting authorities, maybe 10 years ago. Uh, in many cases, the software and the hardware have not been updated, so they're as vulnerable as an old laptop that we might have uh, in, in your home that you no longer use because it's just so out of date. And what we found is that the supply chain for this, these machines is largely unplotted. I mean, it, we found parts from China. Uh, we found uh, digital electronic parts from all over the world. By way of hacking, there's the potential that the actual vote tally could be compromised. So votes could be changed from this to that. Uh, or votes could be suppressed. Votes could be deleted. Votes could be added. So you could actually change the tally itself. 